So welcome back. This is uh, Jeff and Rick. And we've been talking about the three P's, passion to purpose to presence. And, and again, once more as a reminder why we are doing this, it is about your story. So in that flow of story, we've talked about why to what to how. So uh, as a matter of review and to introduce what we're going to talk about today, if, if passion is the why and purpose is the what, then presence is the how. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And, and again, as review, let me just go back through the definitions of the first two P's, and then I'll define presence for you. And passion is what you're made for. Remember that? The story of the 11-year-old that simply defined that, which really challenged Rick and I to, to be real succinct about this. Mm-hmm. And then purpose is that which gives your voice resonance. And also, if purpose is the core of what you do, then it's driven by the why you do it. Yep. So, so Rick, that brings us to presence, presence right? So yeah. I guess the logical place to start is a, um, a nice definition, your succinct definition, your 11-year-old definition for presence. What is that? And that's, you know, I found this one even more challenging than to be succinct. And so I've got two things I want to say. One is a very, very succinct, uh, yes, definition, but more than that, a challenge to all who are listening. And it's one word, and that is, well, I just said it, it's listening. Now, we'll come back to that, I'm sure. So let me give a little bit more of a definition of presence. Presence is an output of paying attention. It's an output an output. paying attention. See, I think most people would think of listening as um, more of a verb than a noun. That's kind of that's kind of challenging. Why why the word listening in the way that you're using it? And well, it, it you know, it's a real personal thing. It's so when I was challenging myself with defining it succinctly, that was the very first thing that came to my mind and it just stopped there. And then later I was looking back at some uh, a lot of the writing I've done on presence and I saw that, you know, kind of highlighted presence is an output of paying attention. Mm-hmm. And so if 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 uh, presence is an output of paying attention, well, what is it that you get into in the presence to give you that output? And or or should I say, how is presence an output? And it's it's it is kind of confusing, but I'm going to tell a story. Maybe that'll help. Why really going back to the word listening and why I kind of like the one word definition. So it was uh, beginning of 1996. And I had, uh, I think, in the end of 95, gone to a seven habits workshop Mm -hmm. and I had read the book, you know, of course, year before seven habits of highly effective people. And I found a great challenge in reading the book, which was to create a personal mission statement, which I'd really never done before. And so I've, and matter of fact, I've got it right here in my hand in the little bitty frame that I put it in way back then. (laughs) That was 20 years ago. Right. And so I, you know, I sat it down on my desk after I, after going through this hard work and, and, and doing this and I put it down and I read it and I'm not going to read it to everybody. And, but you know, so it had an opening statement and then it said, bring into yourself by listening and give away by loving. And then there were one, two, three, four, five, six bullets there. And five, the first five of the six bullets started with the word listen. Hmm. 
And I looked at that and I sat back and I won't say the word here that I said to myself in my office all by myself, but I, I cursed a little bit and I said, I suck at listening. (laughs) (laughs) And so I went into 1996 with a commitment to do, to become the best listener in the world. That's not the best listener I could be. I wanted to be the best listener in the world. In the world. And And I spent the entire year going to training, reading books, doing things that, that were all about learning to listen. And lo and behold, that transformed me into a coach. Yeah. And at the end of that year, I knew what I wanted to do the rest of my life. And I began to work on it in 1997 and then, of course, launched out in my practice in uh, late 2001. So, you know, four years of that conscious journey to I've got to go here. This is where I've got to go. But in the, in the meantime, I found myself becoming more and more present in the work that I was doing at the time or work that I was asked to do. I found myself becoming more and more present in doing that work because I just was doing more listening. So now this is, this is very specific. So you've given a personal story, right? But it's very specific to kind of your journey, right? So I think passion and purpose, the way we've talked about it so far has been very general. We've given specific examples, right? And you've told stories, but, but for presence, what, what do you think presence looks like? This, this listening to people who are in roles of influence, right? Where they can influence them. That's what we call leadership, right? So maybe they Mm -hmm. don't have a um, corporate title or they're not uh, a coach like you are. I mean, how does, how does listening show up in other things that people do. I'm, I'm curious what you think about that. I know it's kind of like on the spot, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. What do you think? Well, you know what? I, I Forgive me for giving another personal story, but this story isn't so much about me as it's about the person that I was listening to, if I can go there. So mm-hmm. let me explain. Uh, I, I'm actually going to Dallas in a week to the same office that I'm going to tell this story about, and I was there 18 months ago or so, and was had been asked to come and do a a session on desire and intent, basically for a group of prof- uh, professional women. Mm-hmm. So I do this, uh, I think it was a four to five hour session, and at the end, this young lady comes up to me, and she just starts talking. She doesn't have a question. She just starts talking. But what she's talking about is a presentation that she has to give the next day. And I could tell she was extremely nervous because her first comment was, I've got to, you know, I wanted just to thank you for the session. I wanted to talk a little bit, but I got to go, you know, got to leave and go study my presentation for tomorrow. And, And I just went, okay, well, there's reason she just said that. And so I said, so tell me about the presentation. And it was about presenting to a group of senior leaders. Now, this is an admin this, her, her position is an admin, and she's going to be presenting to senior leaders about uh, the value of a personality profile being leveraged and used in their areas. Really? And, you know, she, she's got to sell this to them, basically. And she's really, and I could tell she just was really nervous about it. And I said, well, I said, let me tell you a quick story. And, and I told her a story of a, of a young lady who came up to me and something very similar, and she was going to be presenting a new product to a group of uh, cosmetic consultants. And she was 19. She's 19-year-old, and she's, she's just nervous as all get out. And I said, so um, let me ask you this. What do you want them to know about that product? And, I mean, she lit up, and she got so excited. And I said, just go do that. And I stopped my story. And this young lady there in Texas 
looked at me. She relaxed. And I said, what do you want them to know about that personality profile? And she said, I just want them to know the power in helping people know who they really are and leverage their strengths. Hmm. And I said, there you go. And she just got, she started smiling. She got excited. She just said, oh, I can't wait to do this presentation. My guess is she didn't even go home and study the PowerPoint. Right. My hope is she went home and trashed the PowerPoint. But, and I don't know, but to me, I could have easily said, well, yeah, I appreciate your words. And, you know, I'm glad you enjoyed the session and good luck on the presentation. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's that's a great story because um, it is an example of you applying some of the principles that you may have learned as a coach over the years. But it's really not about coaching, right? It's about someone listening to someone, right, being present to hear what it is that they're trying to say and then and then engaging them in that way. So so that's what I would I would add, you know, because we talk about uh, or we have talked about the, you know, the what and the how and the why. But I'm going to add another WH word in there, which is who. And I think who is important, particularly in, in presence. Right. So that you can be in that moment. Right. Listening to the individual and understanding and trying to wrap your your mind around who they are and why they're there. But I think this thread of who uh, is also important to when you're thinking about your passion and your purpose and how you're going to apply that to the world. Because I think if you have the opportunity to connect conceptually with who it is that you are going out into the world and trying to influence, I think that's very powerful and very helpful to focus energy, to prioritize and so on and so forth. So I'll give you you know, a personal example for, for me in the work that uh that I've been doing with the folks over at Imperative and what I have learned about their view on purpose. The who has been powerful for me, the recognition that when I get started on something or when I'm working on a project, I am always thinking about the individual. Um, so even if I'm working on something that uh, has influence and potential to impact people across the entire organization where I work, I'm always in my mind have a vision of an individual in a call center or, you know, working third shift um, on, in a technology help desk or some or or something along those lines. But in my mind, as I build programs to have wide impact, there's always the focus on the individual. So that's that's my who. Whereas for some people, the who might be larger than that. I know people who can operate on a society level. When I tried, I was at a conference and I tried to join a group where they were looking at, you know, solving society-wide problems. And I got a, I got a headache because that's not the who that I'm usually focusing on. So in my mind, who is a general statement. But then to bring it back to presence, it's the individual that's in front of you as well. So I don't, I don't know if that necessarily helps or confuses things. But for me, who is an important part of all of what we've been talking about? And, and Rick, I, I, let me tell you what you fired up in my mind there. And yep. for those listening, is that what Rick has just said is, is first of all, a key word there was impact. And a truth around having impact. And we all want to have impact with our lives, with our work, and with our leadership. It occurs one person at a time. And the, it, that's a 
gosh, that's a universal principle that you cannot ignore. And in organizations, when we're trying to implement a, a large strategy, and that's what I'm going to Texas to do is to help a, a group with actually making their their vision and mission or what I like to call their story come to life. And it's like when you were you're looking at societal things that you mentioned, Rick, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, I'm overusing one that we've all heard. But, you know, if you try to you want to solve world hunger and that's you stay right there, you'll never do it. You'll never have any impact. But if you feed someone. You know, you start in your own community, maybe even on your own street, in your own apartment building, whatever. That you, it's amazing the the ramifications of such an impact. But impact occurs and and begins with one person. It's fascinating to me that while that may be true, you know, there are people who can take their thought process to that other level where they are comfortable trying to tackle those, you know, those massive society problems at that level. I just, I can't, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't, my, you know, my, my mind does not connect in that way. I, I get to a certain level. And, and so, you know, I'll offer you something a little bit different too, is I also like to influence communities and groups, right? So when I'm, when I'm building something, that's usually what I'm doing. I'm trying to figure out how to get it to a wide group of people and make connections. But that individual is always on my mind. But I can't go above that smaller group of people. Like I can't. I can, but it's it's really difficult. It takes a lot of energy. So it's just, you know, we have our sweet spot. So it's just very interesting to me to bring it all together with all the WH questions that we ask, you know, the who, the what, the why, the how that that they they're all threaded together you know we've talked about passion pers- purpose and presence as individual things but I'll kind of maybe put a wrap around it and say that they are all interconnected right and they all feed uh one another so what would you what would you say i guess jeff as a kind of a parting thought here well and i want to say to set up that parting thought i want to say this that you know please understand we're not um denying that there are people in the world who have a tremendous pact at that high, high level, like the, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Right. You know, uh, that's what they can do because of the money. You know, thank goodness they're, you know, that, that there are people doing that sort of thing. Rick is speaking to the majority of us. And so what, what I would say is just keep this in mind when it comes to present and presence and being present that there is no more present activity than truly listening to another person. Yep. So what else? So what's, what's next, Jeff? Well, we are going to regroup here in a couple of weeks and hopefully have uh, maybe actually an interview with a, another party bringing into this. And, and we're excited about that. We just got to decide uh, a who, <laughs> who was first. <laughs> oh, how and, ironic. Uh, how about that? And so, but we'll, we're excited about it. We're going to find somebody and we've got, well, the, the, the difficulty is determining who to start with because we're so excited about our list of possibilities, but that's what's next. Thank you for joining us, everyone. And we look forward to, um, whispering back into your ears in a couple of weeks. <laughs>